This meeting is being recorded. You have now tuned into Woman Two Woman Podcast. That's Woman, the number two woman podcast. A space where women share their stories, trials, and celebrate triumphs while taking listeners on a journey of faith, inspiration, motivation, love, and hope. At Woman to Woman, our motto is there is therapeutic value in shared stories. I'm your host, Denise Hanson Lawrence. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to another recording of Women to Women podcast. Again, my name is Denise Hanson Lawrence, and I'm excited that you have decided to uh, take some time out of your day to listen to this podcast. So, first, I just want to say to uh, uh, guests, if you are your first time listening, uh, welcome, 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 welcome. We're excited to have you here. Uh, if you have been listening and supporting Women to Women for quite some time, I certainly thank you and appreciate you. And to all our sponsors, I also want to send a special thank you as well. Now, first, let me apologize. I know we haven't had a couple of episodes being uploaded and so on. And yes, you're right. I did take some time off, take some time off to celebrate uh, life in itself. I've been dealing with some health issues and just was excited to be able to be mobile, you know, move around after not being mobilized for so many, so long, just to be able to move around and also to celebrate love with my husband as we decided to go uh, multiple places, uh, let's put it that way, um, to celebrate our anniversary, our 12-year anniversary, as we now are journeying into our 13th and looking forward for a lifetime of blessing. And then when I came back, guess what? Your girl got COVID. Like, seriously? (laughs) So I'm talking to you now. Hopefully there's not going to be a lot of interruption with my cough, but you know, I'm in the recovery state of it. Should have been gone a long time ago. I don't know why it's still trying to hang around, but hey, I'm here nonetheless. So I want to talk today about a topic that was sent in and uh, I wanted to read a little bit of... um, she said it's okay, even though she put anonymous, she said it's okay for me to read um, just the intro. And the gist of it is that we have a listener that has requested for us to talk about the freedom of letting go in terms of uh, the ability to understand the difference or to talk about basically forgiveness and reconciliation. And I just thought it was so on point because um, simultaneously or ironically, I should say, uh, currently um, part of a conversation in a group of um, thought thinkers dealing with uh, that pretty much same topic, studying the bait of Satan. So I just think this is just like so on point and so on time and certainly want to go into it as best as I can. (laughs) And as always, you know, I'm going to come from a biblical perspective as well as share some of my personal journey and my insight on it. So here goes, right? We're going to talk about um, forgiveness and reconciliation. But I think before I can begin talking about reconciliation, we need to kind of like, I don't want to spend a whole time on what is forgiveness and all that, but certainly would need to highlight that some way, right? So when it comes to the question as to what does it mean to forgive or how do you forgive? 
I think the best way for me to explain that would say to you that, okay, take for example, um, let's say you're going to run, you're running track and field and you prepare yourself with years of training and everything like that. You have all the right things and you're ready. You're at the start of line and you go by the start of line and somehow they're sending off a count off, but you cannot pull off. There's something that's holding you back. I mean, you're in position, you're kneeling, you're doing whatever you have to do. You can tell I don't know much about a track and field there, right? But you're in position, right? Say, let's say you're looking like a Usain Bolt on the, on the line, right? They're on the start of the line or, you know, and you're ready, you're ready to go. You've put years into this and you're ready to go and you position yourself, but somehow when the countdown begins, you cannot pull off. You cannot pull off because you feel like something is heavy around your ankle. It feels like maybe 10 balls, 10 heavy metal balls, along with a whole bunch of chains and links just seem to like, it's holding you back. And no matter how you try to push off, you just can't get off the start of line, right? And so you, you didn't make it for the race. You lost the race because you couldn't even qualify in. You couldn't even get off the starting line. Let's say you take a break off and you come back, you know, whether it be a year, whether it be six months, whether it be the next day, let's just say, or, you know, something in that nature. And you go back and this time, right, you, um, you now possess that key, right? You now possess that key to freedom. So you go to the starting line and you're there and you position yourself. And somehow, as soon as they say go, you're off. You're off now because you're free. And the only reason why you're free because you possess the key, you've already gone through that process of forgiveness. So what I'm saying is I'm equating forgiveness as when you don't forgive. So unforgiveness is like that ball, that chain that's holding you, that's wrapped around your ankle. And once you go through the process, of forgiving, then you actually access that key to freedom and you can move about. So it becomes light. So it reminds me of when the scripture says, um, let us, you know, lay aside everything that's so easily beset us. I know there's another translation that says, let us throw off everything that hinders and sin that so easily entangles. So that's what unforgiveness does. It, un, it, it, it entangles and it hinders, right? But once you allow yourself to go through that process of forgiveness and allow God to take you through that process of forgiveness, you'll find now that you can put those things aside. It is totally tossed to the side. So that chain is no longer holding you. That weight is no longer holding you. It has been sent away. It has been put to the side. And so now you can, as the Bible continues to say in that scripture, that you can now run with perseverance, the race marked out for us. So I would say that's what it means to me for um, when someone say how, you know, what does it mean to forgive others? That's what I would equate it to. Because when you look at forgiveness, uh, it's a process of release. When you go through that process of forgiveness or that journey to forgiving others or forgiving your offenders. So we know we're not shy of being uh, offenders ourselves, right? But based on the topic which was sent in, and I'll just uh, talk on that one, it's basically saying, okay, how do you forgive someone who, for, who offended you? And what does reconciliation look like? So again, we're just addressing um, 
our listener uh, request on this topic. So I would say uh, to you and to anyone else that's listening, that forgiveness is basically a process of release. If you can look at it as simple as that, it's a process of release and it's many areas of release. So um, it would be release in terms of, even, okay, let's look at it this way. You would be basically releasing your right to hear I'm sorry. Let's just face it. There'll be some situation, some circumstances, some offense, unfortunately, you will not hear the word, I am sorry. And I'm sorry to say that to you, but it is true. You probably will not hear that. So when you go through this process of release, you are also releasing your right to hear I'm sorry. You also release your right to be bitter and a right to give evil for evil. <laughs> Okay, remember the Bible tells us that I think it's in Romans 12 and 17, and I hope I'm correct, but it says, do not pay anyone evil for evil. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes, right? Because it's so easy for us to think it because, oh my goodness, I certainly want to, mm, ooh, yeah, I want, mm, you did that to me, I'm going to show you what it feels like. It's so easy for us to go through that, especially, you know, um, and sometimes it doesn't even matter the magnitude of the offense. The offense is the offense to begin with, period. So it doesn't matter if it's, okay, it's just a little thing, so why you, no. We, we're humans, and sometimes we think that way. That's why the Bible tells us in ahead of time, like, listen, slow it down. Do not replay evil for evil, okay? Um, another way I look at it as well is to say that forgiveness in talking about release now, it's, it's like you're releasing your right as well regarding the offense. So what I mean by that is your right to dwell on the offense. So you're releasing, when you forgive, you are basically releasing the aspect and the journey of dwelling on the offense. You're also releasing the right to hold on to the offense. Because here's the thing, we can dwell on it, right? And we can release that, but some of us will still hold on to it, right? So dwelling is just thinking about this constantly, dwelling on it. Every conversation we have, we're talking about it. Every time we see someone that is uh, related to or in connection with the person who offended us, we're going to bring it up, right? Because we're holding on to it. So we're dwelling on it. We're dwelling on it. And when you hold on to it, you're holding on to it for years. And so we have to get to that place where we begin to release and in doing so, it also requires for us to not to be able to have to always bring up the offense, right? And it can be a journey. It can be a journey. I remember um, years ago, I had an interview with, uh, I think her name is Francesca McDowell. And uh, we were talking about her, her book that was coming out, uh, Spiritual Abuse and the Whole Process of Forgiveness. And I remember in that interview, she asked me a question about forgiveness. And I said to her, forgiveness for me has been um, a place of pain because forgiveness is a painful process. But I realized through my journey that I had to allow God to take me through that painful process in order to be able to be delivered and be released from the pain of the offense itself. Now, it sounds like a whole lot of pain, right? 
And for me, that's what it was. It was pain. Now for somebody else, it may not be as painful. Some people are gifted or just able to be able to just get up and say, you know what? They take a deep breath and they release and they say, I forgive him. I forgive her. I forgive them. While for some of us, it's not as easy. It's painful because we're either fighting with our own feelings, we're fighting with our own right that we don't want to release this offense. We're fighting for the fact that I don't think they deserve it. We're fighting with the fact that if I let it go, then, you know, and don't bring it up, then they'll never change. And so we're fighting with that. So that becomes the pain right? That becomes a pain, especially for me. I remember I was like, why should, you must be out of your mind. Like, mm -mm, no, mm -mm. but then I was only hurting myself. I was hurting myself because I did not release. So I had to submit to God and just release it to him and then allow him to help me to release everything else concerning those situations, whether it was one situation, two situation or not. But you know, I had to go through that pain because God reminded me, he says, Denise, forgiveness is to extend mercy. I have forgiven you because I have extended mercy unto you. And so you have to now extend mercy unto others. And he says, the forgiveness that I gave you is to give you a gift of grace. So not only did I extend mercy to you, Denise, I gave you a gift of grace. So now you ought to turn around to your offenders and give them a gift of grace. And if that wasn't enough, you know how God could be sometimes with some of us. He went a little bit further. He's like, when you forgive Denise, it's basically to set the offender free. I was like, okay, you're going to pull a break on that one right there. <laughs> you're going to pull the break on that one right there. Uh, set who free? But then he reminded me, of Matthew 6 and 12, he says, forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. If you want me to forgive you of your debts, my gosh, then you need to forgive others. So you can't be praying the prayer and then skip that part over. <laughs> and so, you know, I had to allow him to take me through that journey. So for me, I would say the process of forgiveness is to understand that you have already been given an extended part of mercy. Mercy was extended to you. You were given a gift of grace and you were also set free from the offense and your debts by God. And so when you pray, forgive us as we forgive them, then you ought to extend the same mercy you ought to extend the same gift of grace and you ought to be able to set your offender free. And I'm telling you, it has been a journey. It has been a healing process. It has been, you know, ups and downs. There were times when I felt like, okay, uh, enough is enough. All right, we need to take a break, <laughs> you know, but God is like, no, in order for you to get to where you need to go, you are at the starting line, Denise, but you cannot get off in this race because the unforgiveness has been holding by your, you've been held by your ankle by this unforgiveness. The ball, the chains are holding you back from running the race. And if you even get a chance to get off the line, you won't be able to endure. 
You won't have the resilience and the, the, the perseverance to continue because the chains are too heavy. The ball is too heavy. So I had to allow myself to go through that process. So I hope that encourages you. Um, wait, I almost forgot. You did have another part where you talk about um, reconciliation. Huh. Now, that for me may be, I'm going to try my best to answer it in this session, but if not, hey, we'll always come back to a part two, right? But reconciliation for me is different because I'm of the thoughts of the fact that forgiveness does not necessarily mean reconciliation because there's some people that you can forgive them, but it doesn't mean that you have to that relationship has to be reconnected or restored or anything in that nature. There are some people who have to stay on the left and you have to stay on the right. You know, and I look at it as even um, Abram and his nephew Lot, there was a point where God said, hey, you got to leave them. You got to leave your kinfolks. That boy cannot come with you. That boy's trouble and he's got to go his way and you got to go your way, right? So there are some, I believe there's some individuals that, you can forgive them, but it doesn't mean that the relationship has to be re reunited or that friendship or anything that nature. So for me, forgiveness is releasing and forgiveness is extending the grace and mercy, but it doesn't mean that we have to restore our relationship. We don't, we don't go back to buddy buddies necessarily. I just don't have any hate towards you anymore. I've released you. So I'm no longer bitter. I no longer get upset when I see you. I no longer cringe when I hear your name, but we just won't be the same as we used to. We'll be, you know, hi, hello, goodbye. How are you? God bless you. And I mean it in a good sense, but we just won't be hanging out. We won't be sleeping over. We won't be doing the movies. We won't be doing any of that stuff, right? That phase has already gone, but I have forgiven you. So we, we won't necessarily be as tight as we used to. So that's how I look at reconciliation with regards to forgiveness. But if you want to go a little bit deep on that, when you look at forgiveness, when you say, okay, can forgiveness can take place with only one person, right? So it can take place with one person, but re reconciliation requires at least two persons because if you forgive them, then, you know, it's, it's going to require two persons. So let's look at the difference now between reconciliation and forgiveness or either way. When I forgive someone, right, it's directed one way. So forgiveness is directed one way. Reconciliation now has to be, um, it's like a reciprocity system, right? So it occurs both ways. So when we reconcile, it's both of us coming together and saying, hey, you know what, yeah, and we come to this agreement that we should. And, you know, we like, yeah, I'm sorry too. And all that stuff. Right. So that's that. So I guess for me, I guess it would be based on the relationship, based on the um, situation itself as well. Um, yeah. Yeah. Cause I've had a friendship where um, there was a situation and we spoke and we're like, okay, didn't even notice that happened. And so the friendship wasn't broken to be reconciled, but there was, there was something, right? The communication was off, the vibe was off because something needed to be addressed. So we addressed it and yeah, we're good. Because 
that wasn't going to really break us, but it was something that needed to be addressed. In the event later on, the enemy uses that to attack this divine relationship. So I guess you have to value. Um, so I guess maybe when I say forgiveness doesn't mean necessarily reconciliation, I'm right, not necessarily reconciliation, but reconciliation, that would be something that would be both ways. It would require more than one person. So it would require both of you uh, coming to that agreement to reconcile this relationship. So yeah, I think I, think, I almost like, okay, I got it right there. Um, I think another thing I would say on that, maybe maybe share like two or three more uh, insights on that from a from my perspective as well is that forgiveness involves a change in thinking about the offender. So if you are going to say you forgive someone, you have to be able to change your thinking, right? You have to be able to change your thinking. Remember, everything about thoughts controls your feelings. Your feelings then control your behavior, right? So you have to allow yourself to go through with that tool, that equipment, the Bible. Basically, it will become your thought shifter and it will change your thoughts. And so in order to really go through the process of forgiveness, you have to be able to get so deep involved and allow yourself to change your thinking, your, your, your thinking, how you feel about the offender. While reconciliation now, on the other end, it involves a change in behavior by the offender, okay? So that's something you want to face right there. Forgiveness is going to be something about me changing my thoughts and my ideas and my, my thinking about the offender. But for us to reconcile, it would be for the offender to change their behavior. Because if their behavior don't change, what's the point? We're going to go back to square one. You're going to offend me again. So it's up to the offender now. If the situation requires reconciliation, if they desire to reconcile, if they desire to such and such, it's going to require for them, the offender, to change their behavior. And then while you're in it, you would have to change your thinking. So you can't always think about the person's going to do the same thing, but the person also has to acknowledge that this was done and then say, I'm going to change my behavior and also demonstrate that, that they're actually changing their behavior, if you get what I'm saying. Uh, I think the last thing I'll say on this, because I mean, we could go on and on with forgiveness. And I think I'm going to come back to this on another uh, recording. Um, but I'll say, when it comes to forgiveness, at least for me, I know it was basically extended even if <laughs> whew, it was never extended to me. Okay? So in other words... I went through the process of forgiveness and I extended that forgiveness to those individuals, even though it was never extended to me, right? Because maybe I, maybe I did something in that case too, right? In a few of the cases, yeah, I, I acknowledge that there were some things that I did as well that I needed to be forgiven for, that I thought I was okay in doing, and that I felt like, oh, but no, 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 no. This is my way of thinking and blah, blah, blah. So yes, I offended as well. Or maybe my actions offended them based on how I reacted to their offense. Either way, 
right? It also required for me to extend that. But in my case, at least two of them I could think of, that forgiveness was never extended to me. So then now how do you deal with reconciliation in that way? Because if, it was, if I extended it and it was never extended to me, reconciliation is different because reconciliation is offered to the offender because it has been earned. Now, <laughs> like that part right there, <laughs> that part right there. So, you know, it's, like I said, forgiveness is basically, if you want to sum it up this way, forgiveness is the unconditional uh, regardless of the situation, you know, whether or not it's this, regardless of their lack of repentance, it, it, regardless of that, we forgive, right? So whether it was extended to me, I still forgave, right? Um, and that's what we have to bear in mind because again, at the end of the day, forgiveness is for you. While you're forgiving the offender, it's really more for you. This meeting is being recorded. See, the, the reason why I emphasize the fact that forgiveness is for you, because if you get caught up in this spin of unforgiveness, right, there's some things that will happen, no doubt. If you get so caught up and refuse to forgive, that unforgiveness will keep you emotionally stuck to both the offense and the offender. And that's something I want you to think about as I get ready to close in this session is that if you hold on to the bitterness, you hold on to the offense, you're going to get stuck. When you don't get to the place where you can get rid of unforgiveness, you will become emotionally stuck and you'll be emotionally stuck to the offense and the offender. And that could be for a long time. And if that person really hurt you that much, why would you want to get stuck to this thing for so long? It's been 10 years. It's been 20 years. You're still thinking about that person and you're still remembering the offense. You're hurting yourself more than the actual event itself. Yes, the event happened and yes, it was painful. And yes, it was like, oh my goodness, my life is over. How can I move on? but you did. Not healthy necessarily, but you did. But now what you're doing is to continue to bring that with you 10, 20 years later. So you are stuck. You are emotionally stuck to the offense and you're emotionally stuck to, to the offender. And the more you continue with this and the more you continue to refuse to forgive, you're just basically digging deeper and deeper holes and deeper, deeper holes and deeper holes. And then you're also hardening your heart and hardening your heart. And so again, who is getting the end of the stick? You. Because you get into this place where you start blaming others and that becomes like the favorite tactic actually to justify unforgiveness. We are so good with it. When you go through that process of unforgiveness, I remember there was a point in my life, I was like, hmm, I start to blame and I just justify my unforgiveness. I was glad I didn't stay in that thing for too long, okay? Because I realized who's winning and who's losing. And I refuse to let them win. So if it means that I have to go through this journey and really go through this divine aspect of healing and, and forgiving, then I'm going to do that because I'm going to win. I will not let my offender uh, win over me. 
So if it means that I have to let it go and allow God to heal and, and take me through that journey and forgive you, I'm going to do that because I have to win. I need to run this race and I cannot let anything hold me back. See, what will happen is when you, when you hold on to that spirit of unforgiveness, your heart is going to become judgmental. It's so easy for your heart to become judgmental because you're going to focus on the past wrongs and everything that the offender has ever done to you, okay? And you're going to go through this process of condemnation, right? You're going to go through this whole process of condemnation and merciless. So you're just not going to have mercy, period, and content. Oh my goodness, resentfulness and also envy. So if you hold on to unforgiveness, all these things will start to fester into your heart. So if I can say anything to you on today, that is allow yourself to go through the process. Allow God to take you through that process to learn how to forgive and to forgive genuinely. See, when you forgive, there's something we need to remember. It is not going to erase the event. It is not going to erase the actual thing that occurred. But what I promise you is this. Jesus, God, what he does in this process, in this journey of forgiveness, is that he takes the sting of the pain away. So it doesn't hurt as it did when it first happened. You may remember it, but the memory is no longer associated with that pain. And so God steps in and he begins to heal you and he begins to deliver you and he begins to work on you and he begins to restore you and he begins to put you back together from what was broken. And so the sting of the actual event, the sting of the original pain, the sting of the offense, it doesn't hurt as it did when it first happened. So I hope this helps someone today. I hope anyone that's struggling with unforgiveness, anyone that there's so many uh, materials and resources that are out there. I'll certainly look up some and put them in the show note for you. And, um, you know, I and Miss Anonymous, I hope I've answered your question as well with regards to that. And like I said, I just find the timing of this like so on point. Um, as I said, there's a, a, a program that I'm, 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 I just partake on last week, and it's dealing with pretty much similar the same thing about the offense and the offender uh, with the book of the Bait of Satan. So again, please. Uh, continue to send in your requests, continue to send in your comments. I certainly appreciate them. I love the feedback. We're, we're about changing some of the stuff that you've requested because again, you're the listeners, right? So I'm here to give you what um, definitely you want to hear to the best of my ability. I do have a lot of recordings of some guests that we've had previously and I, some of them I'm waiting for their release of information. Um, but once they give that, I will definitely be sharing those recordings as well. And just looking forward for a new upcoming season. Um, please do follow us on all our social media platform, W, the number two W uh, podcast on, on Instagram and also on Twitter. And you're welcome to send us an email at W2Wpodcastshow at gmail.com. And when you get a chance, uh, visit my IG page on my coaching program. It's under my name, Denise H. Lawrence. Please do visit that page and um, 
tap into some resources there that's available to you on walking in purpose, living in purpose, and being purpose, all right? So until next time, I'm your host, Denise Hinkson-Lawrence, and again, thank you for listening to Woman to Woman podcast. God bless you now. Have a great day.